When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. It's week 18 of the NFL, the final games of the regular season. The Browns play a meaningless game versus the Bengals. The playoff opponent is on the line. Fantasy football moments of shame. Big show coming up right now on the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. The sickest Cleveland Browns podcast. Chubb runs. He's to the 10, 15. He's to the 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. There goes Chubb. He's to the 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown. Chubb a lava hub. It's going to be sick. Hey, everybody. Well, we made it. Last game of the NFL season for the Browns for week 18. There's still some, some playoff impact today. Right, there's a lot of meaningless games. Probably the toughest games to bet on the last week of the NFL season. But we'll get to some of our best bets there. And really, for the Browns, um, this is a game where you want to get out healthy, right? And for most Browns fans, we're going to be watching. We're going to be watching Jags versus Titans because last night it was the Texans taking out the Colts. Boy, CJ Stroud looks good. Look, as a Browns fan, I'm not scared of any opponent. I think this team has overcome so much. But if I had a preference, I'd rather not play C.J. Stroud and the Texans. That team looks like they're cooking. All right? Jags versus Titans. Jaguars win. They're the AFC South champs, and that's who the Browns play. They lose. It's the Texans who pop up, and they become division champs. We'll bring on my buddy Show Ali in a few minutes, talk about our fantasy football moments of shame. I want to hear yours, too, from over this past NFL season. This is something I've done for several years now. Just looking back and like, man, where did what was that worst decision? What was that? Was it at the draft? Was it midseason? Somebody you dropped, didn't pick up, spent too much for, whatever. Give me your fantasy football moments of shame. You can leave that live in the comment section here on YouTube or on Twitter at SickPod Browns. You can watch live along there at AndyMC81, Instagram too at AndyMC Sports. And let's look at this Browns-Bengals game, okay? Bengals also, of course, as you know, nothing to play for. Eight and eight. Uh, just playing for pride, really. For the Browns, it's a case where, now, how important this is to the team itself, I don't know. Um, they seem to have the mentality that they want to play strong. They are buying into what the coach says. They want to go in on an uplifting note to the postseason as much as possible. But when we look at this overall series... The Bengals have said Zach Taylor, their head coach, said early in the week, we want to win any means necessary. They want to feel good and not drop to under 500 and not go 0-6. Bengals have beat nobody in this division all year. It would be the first time they go 0-6 in division since 2002. And for the Browns with a win, it'd be the first time that they went 4-2 in the AFC North since that division was founded in 2002. All-time series, Bengals lead at 52-48, so the Browns can pop up one closer to making that even. Last meeting, of course, was opening day. Here we are, full circle. How crazy. Opening day was against the Bengals, and, of course, the Browns absolutely smashed them 24-3. And who would have thought, going all the way back, all the way back then, that when we were in January, in Week 18, it wouldn't be Deshaun Watson, it wouldn't be DTR, it would be Joe Flacco. It would be Joe by God Flacco. I still can't believe it. He's taking a seat today. Jeff Driscoll is in. Jeff Driscoll, 30 years old, played for the Bengals, actually played against the Browns once in 2018, lost. 
um, but had like 128 QB rating or something. So played decent. Like he's your classic journeyman, right? 14 touchdowns, eight interceptions on his career, one and nine win streak. This is his seventh team or something. And big guy, 6'4", about 215. Uh, now, the reason that he was brought in is, of course, a lot of reasons in the NFL, familiarity. Alex Van Pelt, the Browns offensive coordinator now, was with the Bengals in 2018 when Driscoll was on that team. Driscoll was on the practice squad just now with Arizona. That's where the Browns plucked him from. They got him from there where Drew Petzig, who was on the Browns coaching staff last year was, so similar type of offense, OC for the Cardinals. And so you have all those connections, Driscoll in. It's really an audition, I think. It's an audition to see going into the, to the playoffs. Is it Driscoll who gives you the better backup option or is it PJ Walker who you know what you have? So that's going to be a big game for him. Lots of players sitting. Garrett's going to be sitting, all that type of thing. I want to hear from you, though, on social media, either in the uh, the chat here or um, on Twitter, at SickPodBrowns, at AndyMC81. Number one, who do you want the Browns to play? You have your choice. I know we're not scared of anybody, but if you had your choice, do you want the Jaguars or do you want the Texans? Do you want to go to Jacksonville or do you want to go to Houston? Where do you want to go? So you can reply to that tweet at AndyMC81, at SickPodBrowns. And also send me in your fantasy football moment of shame. The, the thing that fell apart for you in your fantasy football season. And we'll get to some NFL uh, best bets at well. But really out of this game for the Browns, you want to get out healthy. Uh, that's really the main thing. Anthony Walker put on IR. Another guy fell. You know, they're used to it. But also, guys, for your fantasy football season, let's pull this up. So this is my professional fantasy football player shirt you got that in the flesh but there it is that's the team shot now if you go to my twitter at andymc81 or in the show link here if you go below you'll have a click to get your fantasy football gear your fantasy football champion like me and and joe's gonna be popping on you champ get yourself a shirt look how good that looks fantasy champion shirt or professional fantasy football player shirt both really not really nice material soft you know it's really really nice fits the shoulders good looks gets you popping right feeling good uh, and so, so you can get that as well. We got lots of fun Browns gear too, Browns theme shirts, Ohio State a little bit as well. So uh, you can pop into the show there. Also a trophy smack in that tweet. If you want to get something from trophy smack, like one of these great rings, I got here one of these great championship rings. Got another one on the way for my ESPN league. You can get that or chains or belts uh, in the link at that tweet also gives you a little discount there. So you can pop on. All right. We'll talk a bit more Browns. We'll get fantasy football, some NFL Week 18 bets. Let's bring on my guy from Sportsnet, Show Ali. He's back. Show, how are you, buddy? Good, Andy. How's it going, man? Going good, man. We are uh, we are both fantasy champions. You and our Sportsnet League. You you downed me and then went on to glory. So if you have to lose to someone, lose to the champ, right? Exactly. It makes you feel better about it. Yeah. Actually, in one, I'm I'm in five. I was in five leagues this year, and in the I mean I made the playoffs in four of them. And in the one I I lost in the semis, I lost to the guy who eventually won. So it may, it does make you feel a little better, I gotta say. A little better, yeah. And I think for for fantasy, the main thing is if you make the playoffs because it's such a long season, that's the first goal, right? Especially if you win the win the league or close to it, um, that's the goal. For me, I was in four leagues. I made the playoffs in all four. Finished third and two, won the ESPN league. And the, it's it's funny though, the one I I lost in the first round to is the one I was most proud of because show i cobbled together like i was like ravaged with injuries i had to cobble together to make the playoffs a ty chandler um who i had chandler like browning uh zamir white like just a just a terrible I'm like oh my and i made it and it was just like waiver wire magic and that was uh that's all part of it <laughs> i i do think the the biggest part of the fantasy playoffs like you're saying is that once you making the playoffs is the hardest part yeah, uh, but once you're in the playoffs, it's a complete crapshoot. You know what I yeah. mean? Like you're you are at the mercy of so many different things that you have. I mean, you never have any control over them, but especially in the playoffs. Like you mentioned, Zamir White in one of my other leagues that I won in. I won in two leagues this year, and it's pure luck. I had Raheem Mostert and Jalen Waddle, who were like great all year, and then well, at least Raheem Mostert was. And mm-hmm. then in the final week of the year, he gets injured. And then doesn't suit up. So in the fantasy championship, I suited up Zamir White Woo! for the first time literally all year, and I won by like four points. There right. You go. So 
It's just you can't control those things, right? No, you have to be savvy with it, right? That's why you listen to the show here and you get you get those nuggets of who to pick up. And it's that combo of your stash. And you'll stash some guys that you think of and they do nothing. And then you get Zamir. Like, okay, anyone thinks Zamir White could have been a, a fantasy winner? What about, like, show? Imagine where someone just randomly picked up Puka Nakua. It's like, sure. eh, eh, the name, it's a funny, yeah, I like the name. You pick him up and the guy's, no one could have saw that coming. But that's that's what happens. I remember when I came on this show with you, uh, like week two or three or something, and uh, one of the guys I talked about picking up was Rashi Rice. And it's funny, Rice was on one of my championship winning teams. And it's mm. funny because it, it still feels like the Chiefs struggled to give a lot of trust to anyone not named Travis Kelsey, who, yep. uh, by the way, might factor into my fantasy moments of shame a little bit Ooh. later on. Okay. Uh, but uh, it's true. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what Rice becomes in year two because this is a guy – I mean, today is week 18, but if you if you look over the first 16 games of the season for most teams, Rashi Rice still almost had 1,000 yards receiving in 16 games. So I yeah. think very impressive for a lot of rookies this year. Yep, and he's uh, he has a, a hammy issue. If you're playing DFS today, just as a, uh, a heads up there. Um, but for Rice, it's a case show where, yeah, like it was, okay, who's going to compliment? Who's going to be that Tyreek Hill replacement? And he's not a Tyreek Hill replacement. No, no. Yeah. But um, the fan, he started to pick up. He went on a three-week double-digit search, low, five to seven, and then single digit, single digit. But then from week 12 uh, all the way to last week, really stood out. And it, at least it gives, I think, the Chiefs some hope that maybe – they have somebody to build off of because I don't know about you, show, but Travis Kelsey, like, still, like, look, he didn't finish at the top tight end in PPR this year was Sam Laporta. That's what the first time in how long that Travis Kelsey was not the guy. And I think we—is it fair to say—are we like just a tip of the mountain? And he's just starting to go down the other way. I think we're we're like halfway down the mountain, not even like <laughs> he's, <slide. laughs> yeah, he's, he's holding he's on, he's on his way down. <laughs> no, I, I uh, it's true. I mean, Travis Kelsey made the news this year way more because of dating Taylor Swift than yeah. for any like really great football plays. And I'm not blaming Taylor Swift. It's just he. I think he's probably closer to retirement than he is mm. to like being the peak tight end. And I mean, you mentioned Sam Laporte. I mean, Trey McBride was very good this year. Yeah. Mark Andrews until he went down was basically on pace to be the best tight end as well. Uh, David Njoku was very, very good. As you all know, Evan Ingram continued to be very good. So I just, for actually for the first time in a long time, you and I talk about this every year for the first time in a long time, uh, the tight end landscape was not a complete wasteland, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it wasn't bad. And we got in the chat, in the show chat there on YouTube. You can jump in there. T-Wolf in the house. Rick's in there. Thunderwolf. How's it going, buddy? Happy New Year. Yes, yes, yes. Let me know, Rick, your fantasy football or betting moment of shame for uh, 2023, the 2023 season. Uh, any Browns notes as well, you can pop in there. Click subscribe, notifications on to the show. Uh, and show, let's let's look a little bit more of that tight end fantasy group because you're right. It wasn't. It was at least it was at least different. So we had. Um, it depends on your points and all that. But PPR, yeah. Sam Laporta, 225.4. This is in Yahoo leagues. Uh, fantasy points. Travis Kelsey, 219.4. Both averaged in the 14 plus like 14 point whatever points. TJ Hawkinson finished with 0.4 show 0.4 fewer fantasy points so pretty much a tie for second with travis kelsey and then you had evan ingram after that and then really when you start injury eh? yeah yeah isn't that crazy i are yeah good you know what good point with the injury still so if he would have played like hawkinson would have been number two probably yeah right like that's and that's and remember that's with kirk cousins going down that's with a, a real hodgepodge with um with minnesota so Vikings yeah, started cousin. I mean, he was great with cousins before cousins went down, but yeah, he played with cousins, Dobbs, Hall, and Mullins. That's yeah. crazy. And still, and then got injured. Um, I think Evan Ingram to me was probably the biggest surprise because he had always he was with the Giants and he kind of, like he was fine last year, but he kind of always just been like, I don't know, mid, right? Just kind of, right. eh, he was fine. And, and not like he was like necessarily blowing the doors off things all the time but for fantasy purposes he had three th this is what gets you a top four show three touchdowns that's it 
884 yards, but the volume and catches went up, especially over a couple of weeks. Week 14, he had 11 catches. Uh, week 16, he had 10. So you have a lot from like number four down. Everybody was averaging single digit fantasy points per game again. You know, it's funny. I, I really do think Evan Ingram this year, because he, he had a pretty good year last year. But my mm. question was, was it sustainable? And this year, it wasn't quite as sustainable, mainly because Trevor Lawrence, I think, did take a bit of a step back. But I really do think that Evan Ingram, if you had him as your tight end, he was rarely the reason you lost a week. You know what I mean? Like he was yeah. the he yeah. was almost like the model of consistency when it came to fantasy points. Like you may even if you did only get like seven to eight points out of him, if you're getting seven to eight points out of your tight end in any week, that's I think that's like amazing, frankly. Yeah. If you so. didn't get one of those top three, yeah. Right? Like I'm looking. He had what would you, we consider bad weeks. Let's say under nine is a bad week All right. Okay, for, for argument's sake. Uh, so week five, 6.8. Week 10 and 11, 5.2 and 6.9. Week 15, 6.8. The rest of the time, nine or higher there with some go. really big pop. So that, to your point, for consistency, Evan Ingram, and for where, again, you, you probably draft, it all comes down to that draft value. For you get that type of consistency out of a guy you could have got what? Late rounds, I'd say. Yeah. Right? Like, that's Where do not you bad. take uh, Trey McBride next year, Andy? Because Trey oh. McBride... Because we, yeah. we've now heard in the last couple of days that uh, Jonathan Gannon and the rest of the Cardinal staff have said, like, unequivocally, Kyler Murray is their guy. They're not drafting a new quarterback. They're going to build around Kyler Murray. And I actually... I got to give Kyler Murray some credit. The guy came back from injury. I thought he played pretty well. But yeah. Like, pretty much the entire season right so i was very impressed by kyler murray all year long but uh and i mean boy that game against the eagles last week what a game terrific wow. performance from murray and the and james connor who i know you had in our league he was yeah. just nasty he was great so i think that is the right move to build around kyler murray so if kyler murray is the quarterback next year the same offensive staff is in place and you have trey mcbride Trey McBride, I mean, he was a monster since uh, and Zach Ertz went down and then he was eventually mm -hmm. released. So there wasn't a lot of competition for Trey McBride when it came to like targets and touches and so on. And I guess we'll have to see if there's another big time wide out signed or whatever, because mm. if it's like Greg Dortch and like <laughs> like on a Rondale Moore competing for targets. Yeah, it's probably not going to be like it's not going to change your opinion. But if someone major comes in, that might change the equation. But Trey McBride was one of the, he might have been one of the, like, you know, people exaggerate about like league winners yeah. right at the end of years. He might've legitimately been a league winner based on his production very late in the season. Probably picked up off of waivers. Right. Right. Or, or an afterthought in the draft. Yeah. If you look once, um, Ertz went down. So from week six onwards, he had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine, nine or more fantasy weeks and he had like three or four in the 20s that's that's good and and what stands out more too like we always talk to you like look at don't look at just the overall total because who right. was it oh who was the guy who always got injured yeah, i think it was with the text fuller will fuller oh, and sure, he like yeah, yeah. he had like it's like oh my god will fuller and he had like three games where he got 200 yards and then like zero the rest of the way but the average out i mean look good right it's true will oh my god will fuller how frustrating is that guy but you look at mcbride the targets were consistent you're getting seven to nine targets a game 10 11 so that type of volume is right there and in joku really started to come alive when as crazy as it sounds when joe flacco came to town Pretty crazy. um david and joku has absolutely i was gonna say caught on fire but he literally did catch himself Fire. Oh my God. And you know what he said? He he said, when I caught on fire, I started like appreciating life. He took I like, saw that. No, it, it, him, it was like a moment from God. It was like it burned you. I was like, oh man, it like was a light on. And he's been he's been absolutely unstoppable. Like he's looking I, like my, Travis my Kelsey. Question, my question is legitimately about the bronze Browns offense next year. I have like no idea what it's going to look like from no. a fantasy perspective outside of Nick Chubb, because obviously Nick Chubb going to be back, probably one of the best running backs in the NFL. Mm. He's going to play. And he, his injury was long enough ago that by the time next season starts, he'll probably be like fine. Yeah. But uh, 
beyond Nick Chubb, I actually have no idea how to forecast literally any of Amari Cooper, David Njoku, Elijah Moore. Like if there's a if Jerome Ford's going to be involved, just because like they started so many different quarterbacks who all do so many different things <laughs> I that I have like no idea who's going to prefer. I mean, like in theory, you're always going to try and throw to Amari Cooper. You're mm-hmm. always going to like run the ball with Chubb and Jerome Ford looks a pretty capable backup, but gosh, I mean, <laughs> like you can't, how do you know? You can't possibly no. know. It's kind of nuts, honestly. No, you're a hundred percent right, Joe, because you'd have to think Joe Flacco is not going to be back. If Joe Flacco keeps on how he's been performing, he's going to be given a, a, a chance to start for another team. Like right. he's playing t- and the Browns are too much invested. You're not going to go away from Deshaun Watson. You're, you're just not like, heck I'd ride with what the hell. Why not? But Deshaun Watson is like 28 years old. Joe Flacco's going to be 39 years old. Eh, longevity and investment. You know, you're going to go with what, but this offense has never looked better than under Flacco. So fantasy wise, you're right. It is, it is totally unpredictable. I think you go in Joku again, just because of the, um, the tight end scenario, right? And just kind of see how how that goes to get him. But outside of that, like Kareem Hunt's probably going to be gone again. No Chubb comes right. back. Like it's um, you know, what about a set like Cedric Tillman would be a, a really nice add in uh Dynasty and Keeper Leagues. I definitely want some shares of him because he's gonna be the plan is for him to eventually be that number one over Cooper potentially, uh, if he develops. So Tillman is a somebody I want some shares of too. Um like you were telling me that we're starting our dynasty league up. I'm gonna try and yeah. uh, get, get Cedric Taylor. <laughs> Damn it! That's right. Oh no, I forgot. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Let's look at a couple other positions. Was there a, a position show or player um, that kind of popped out to you as like a real surprise? Like I'm gonna pull up quarterbacks here. We can go anywhere you anywhere you like, good or you know, bad. I, I do think wide receiver this year was unusually deep. You know what I mean? Like mm. I, I feel like if you had gone like an early in drafts whether it's an auction draft or redraft or whatever but if you had early in drafts gone for your stud running back and decided to fill around that guy and they're not very many stud running backs i should say no. but you filled around like a cmc and you managed to fill and, and even if you passed on tyree kill or or you couldn't get hill or cd lamb or amon ross st brown all of whom are probably going to be first round picks next year because they were all ridiculous and how, yeah. how much uh, production they gave you. But even if you like waited, right? I mean, you could have gotten. We talked about Rashi Rice; he was available off waivers. Uh, Christian Watson disappointed, but Jaden Reed ended up being one of the best pickups in the late part of the season yeah. for any team. Uh, you got, uh, I mean, Jahan Dotson was pretty awful, and then and he was tabbed for a big breakout when Terry McLaurin, scary Terry, ended up being pretty reliable. Yeah, he was. Anyways, right? It just, I feel like it was a lot. Puka Nakua, obviously, like who you brought up earlier. It just, there are a lot of guys who you could have gotten to fill out your team late who probably had like WR1 production for like most of the season, essentially. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it was weird. It, it was a very weird situation in green bay because i feel show like you could have made an argument for like a reed a dubs a um uh one of the oh, the other guy you mentioned uh, but there's like four guys where you're like oh, well maybe he could be the number one and then it would yeah. the ball distribution was like they kind of all worked right like it was it was very strange in green bay um i think one thing and hi to grant uh popping in the chat there too on youtube you can jump in and he's going back to Njoku. he said he even caught fire with dtr yeah that's true that is you true. Know, and all those different types of quarterbacks. Uh, we'll see who the Browns get back going into the playoffs. Grant Delpa and uh, Okoronko are possibilities. Um, but we look at one, two, and you mentioned the Packers wide receivers. Jordan Love was a huge question mark heading into this year. It was, okay, what is this guy going to be like? And he finished show one, two, three, four, QB5 in fantasy leagues, which good. is pretty – Pretty remarkable, considering first month of the season, red hot, right? Boom. Fantasy. I was like, oh, man. Then he went into a skid of about, you know, three, four weeks, about a month. You know, one, two, three. Yeah, about four games. Then he popped right back up. Then went in week 14, had a dud, and finished really strong. So he overcame. I don't think he's the you know second coming of Aaron Rodgers or uh, Brett Favre, but I think he's good enough to build around. Sure. Yeah, sure. I think, too, from a fantasy perspective as well, 
He started the year. His fantasy scores were kind of, I don't know if you remember this, they were kind of buoyed by a lot of rushing output. Like he was rushing for, because early in the season, Aaron Mm -hmm. Jones got injured and it was a hamstring injury that basically lingered all season for him. But so in in the absence of Aaron Jones, uh, Jordan Love was running a lot. Like he, I think there were a couple games, maybe it might've been like the first three straight games. He had a rushing touchdown or at least had a decent amount of rushing yardage. And then after a while, that kind of dried up. Right. So you were talking yeah. about there was a bit of a, a, a drought in terms of fantasy points. And I think that's when he he was still throwing the ball a fair amount. Christian Watson was injured. Aaron Jones mm-hmm. was injured. He himself was not running the ball a lot. And then after he had enough time with this very young wide receiver group, I think it was something like every one of the receivers in his receiving room was like at oldest in their second year in the NFL, which wow. is like kind of nuts, honestly. And he himself. Is going into his first year as a starter, even if he was drafted a couple of years ago. So they're all kind of in the same boat. And then Jaden Reed, uh, Dontavian Wicks, Dobbs, and then yeah. and then obviously on top of that, yeah, Christian Watson, some of these other guys. But even the the tight ends, right? We were talking about tight ends earlier. Luke Musgrave was flashed a little bit. Oh, he got yeah. concussed, was out. Tucker Craft ended up coming in, <laughs> more of a blocking guy, but still caught a fair amount of passes. So the the Packers offense ended up being relatively productive. And Jaden Reed, Andy, from like week 14 all the way through to the fantasy championship in week 17, had like it was averaging like 17 points a game. It's kind of nuts how many yeah. touchdowns this guy caught. Well, and the Packers still have a chance to make the playoffs yeah. today. And the Vikings. Good Lord. That NFC is a mess. Oh, man. Good <laughs> Lord. Uh, we got a fantasy question in. You can get hashtag Ask Andy. I wasn't expecting anybody. Hey, you got fantasy question? Pop them in. We got uh, on the YouTube chat from Con- Colton Elio for this week. Which two out of Gibbs, Jones, or Zeke? Now, of course, show the question here is week 18, Lions have clinched. How much playing time, if any, do we expect Gibbs to get? Um, you answered this. You know, if this was two weeks ago, you answered this question a whole lot different than if it was now so i'm just going to look up to see if there's any jameer gibbs nudes is, is he going to play so it was gibbs zeke and who uh two out of gibbs jones aaron, aaron jones. jones or zeke okay it looks like i couldn't i don't think they play gibbs a full workload do you i don't think so do the do the lions really have anything to play for i don't think so no because they maybe, maybe beyond seeding or are they even locked into their seed because so they, they they've won the division, division already yeah right? so they're Okay, they're eleven and five. Dallas and Eagles are eleven. Uh, San Francisco's so San Francisco's already locked up the top seed and the yeah. bye. Right. So you're not playing for that. So I guess seeding, but like I don't know, that doesn't. I did see, you know, I did see that Zeke has a fair amount of incentives still due to him. Ooh. So I wonder if Zeke might not be the right play because I mean. I don't know, like he, is he going to be in New England next year? There's going to mm-hmm. be a, probably a whole new coaching staff in New England next year. So maybe they just let these guys get to their incentives. The, the other half of it, honestly, with the Patriots is that this is a probably Bill Belichick's last game yeah. in New England. He, I assume he wants to stick it to the Jets on his way oh, out. One right? more like, time. Has yeah, to. We'll just, like one more time. He's done it like his entire career. Just so has to. I, I, I got to think that. So I... um. I, I'm going to go with Zeke, and the Packers have to win today if they yeah. want to make the playoffs. So I'm going to go with Aaron Jones. I'm going to go the exact same way you are. I was looking. Aaron Jones last couple weeks um, has gotten into those mid-teens, double digits in PPR, and uh, is expected to take on even a, a larger workload today. I think that's the safest bet. Now, could Gibbs go off? Yes, but I, I just it just feels to me, show maybe like a first half. You know, like would it surprise you if he sits in the second half? You know, like right, right. How much? How much do you want to risk your your stars. That's where I'm a bit concerned there. So we'll say Zeke and uh, Jones for you there, uh, content. And we got Tashi saying, Andy, good job as always. Love you, Tashi. Good stuff. Hope you're well. Um, yeah, and make sure you're, you guys click notification, subscribe, all that good stuff in there. Uh, some fantasy questions in there. And I get, I guess, show, I think there's a chance to make some money today in DFS because this is like the week for betting and for daily fantasy, like your DraftKings, it is the weirdest week like you could win maybe by playing jeff driscoll of the browns today right <laughs> right like probably not probably not it's a, <laughs> probably not driscoll probably not driscoll but you might I, you know it's it's a, all these weird type of backups and you mentioned the patriots i i want to see the odds here 
Let's see what the line is. I'm taking, I'm smashing the Patriots all day. Like show at home and you're right. Everybody, it's kind of the wink, wink. Everybody knows this is it for Belichick. However, he gets let go. Like, how do you think it happens? Kraft doesn't fire him, does he? He, it's a parting of the ways. He's yeah, exactly. It. When I, when the notification comes down uh, tomorrow yeah. morning, I think it it will not be they have fired Bill Belichick. It will be no. they have decided to part ways mutually. And, yeah, exactly. I think that's exactly what it's going to be. I just I the, you see those rumors that Belichick when he rehired Bill O'Brien from the college ranks last off season mm-hmm. that he didn't allow Bill O'Brien to hire his own offensive staff like he. He basically blocked B.O.B. from his own staff. He allowed him to hire one assistant, but then made him and this one assistant basically coexist with the current staff because in his mind, for Bill Belichick, he wanted to keep Matt Patricia and Joe Judge in like offensive roles or whatever. And when and then Kraft had to like step in and I don't know, it was a whole mess. So there was a crazy hierarchy of like coaching assistants and who's reporting to who uh. and who's doing what. It's like, boy, if that's true and Bill just like wanted to keep Matt Patricia, like he's got to go for right. that alone. Yeah, it's like Matt, like I know you, you got your boys, you try to help out your boys, right? But come on, right? Like the Belichick tree, the recycling of people. And remember, yeah, the start of the year, wasn't there like no offensive coordinator? Like it was like a mission, like a, a conglomerate of guys. Like call, this is a, this is, essentially show this is why you're four and 12 if you're doing. Yeah. Oof. It's, it, it, the, my, my worst fear really is that the Patriots do beat the Jets today because they're going to essentially go from picking like in the top three with a Ooh. loss today to like in the top six, which I mean, like, I don't know, top six pick. You're still going to take that. But for a, for a franchise that like, desperately needs a franchise quarterback i mean you're gonna basically ruin your chances of getting any of like caleb williams drake may Jaden daniels mm. or even if you pass on those guys marvin harrison jr right so i don't know oh, yeah. i i mean i at the same time it always is fun to see the patriots stick it to the jets so i guess i can't complain too much well, that seems like a very Belichickian thing to do on the way out. Just like, I'll get that win. It'll have consequence. Like, we know it's not the quarterbacks here. Mac Jones, bust. Horrendous bust. Just, oh, awful. Just Bailey Zappi, okay. Like, it's j- just terrible. You need another. And I think, show you really need not Bill Belichick making the, the quarterback pick. I think that's the main thing. You do, you need, you like, the Patriots are going to have to go, I think, the polar opposite. I think we're going to see young, fresh, offensive guy having a little fun. Maybe smiles. I don't know. You know, I can see. You know what I can see? I can see Tennessee after a disappointing season Ooh. firing Mike Vrabel, and then Vrabel coming home to New England for his for his his guy Robert Kraft. You know, what I, mean? I can see. Could I can see that happening. That could not a whole lot of smiles out of Vrabel, but yeah, no, you could. <laughs> you could do. You could see that, right? Interesting. I would say New England two and a half point favorite. Oh, show the under is set at twenty eight and a half. Blah. <laughs> I will say this perhaps does help the Zeke pick out as well. Apparently it's supposed to be like a giant snowstorm in New England today, like a massive snow game all over the place, like all over the entire area. So like, I think in our experience that tends to lean more towards uh, running backs anyways. Right. So maybe that helps. Oh, that's, that's gross. Look at McCorkle, McCorkle Jones's stat show. I just get 10 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Get out of here. Go away. Bailey Zappi, I think, has proven enough to be like the backup next yeah. year. You know what I, I mean? Think, I think he's that's fine. I think he's fine. What a what a stinker quarterback class. Let's say because you had Zach Wilson and Mac Jones, same QB class, right? Yes. Yes. Who else was in that class? Like was those that the Trevor two... Lawrence class as well? It was, right? That Trevor Lawrence was been. one. He was the, the first overall pick in that class. And then right. it was like Zach Wilson two, oh. Trey Lance. Uh, and oh. then and then Mac Jones as well. You know what's pretty funny? Wow. I actually think there's a really good chance, Andy, that Trevor Lawrence ends up being a bust anyways, but still is the best quarterback from that draft class, which is kind of crazy. I think if he retired right now, Trevor Lawrence, he'd still be the best quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> that is just so – it is so bad. It is so bad. Oh, what do we got? Patriots start Nathan Rourke today, uh, Rick is uh, Hey, is that's asking. cool. Hey, little CFL. Wait, is, is, is it a question or that's actually happening? So uh, question. Is it a question? Okay. Question? Why not? Throw the Rorkster out there. They should. Yeah, they should. I, he, have you seen Nathan Rourke play when he was playing for the Lions, Andy? He is ridiculous. Like, he's small I, though, right? 
he's he's a bit of a shorter guy and this is true but i mean gosh he's he's mobile he can throw on the run i just I just get him in there at some point just to see what the guy's got. I mean, you can't, you can't tell me in the year of the backup quarterback that we got this year in the NFL, you're telling me that Nathan Rourke isn't better than some of these guys we've seen. He absolutely is. Come on. Worth a shot show in a year where Joe Flacco has in five games, more touchdowns than Kenny Pickett has had in his whole career. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Yeah. Uh, That would be fun. But again, like I could, that seems like, that seems like something interesting, and I could see Belichick being like, "No, it's like, oh, of course, of course, you won't do it, Bill." Yeah, grouch. And and then the the hunt will be like, where does he go? I would think Ron Rivera probably gets fired. Could be Washington. I think Washington's a, a headliner to me. Chargers with Justin Herbert. Sure. You know, Raiders. Eh, maybe a clot. Maybe that's where uh, if, Harbaugh goes back the, to. What if the Bills? Miss the playoffs because they lose tonight to the Dolphins. I don't think that's going to happen. But in theory, what if he loses, the Bills fire Sean McDermott, and they bring in Bill Belichick? Oh, the Bills! What a twist! Then he would have. Well, he didn't technically, I guess, coach for the Jets, but he like was hired by the Jets. Yeah, he was like there, screw yeah. them, then then hose them. That that is like a pro wrestling twist. That's like a pull off the mask. It's like, oh, he was the <laughs> devil all along. It was me. It was Belichick. <laughs> I kind of want that to happen now, show. I know. I, <laughs> I, I like honestly. It it sounds like being a bit of a sicko, but I I think I kind of do too. Honestly, like I think you know, what would Bills fan, They'd be so conflicted about like cheering for the guy who like ruined their lives for the last like twenty years. Yes, <laughs> destroyed the. Oh my gosh, that would be nuts. That would be just totally off the. And you know what? In a year like this, who knows? I think you're right, though. I've, I've seen reports that like there are teams in like the NFC South that have interest in him, and it's like apart from Todd Bowles, pretty much every head coach in the NFC South is probably getting fired tomorrow. So I, I gotta think that you know he, it, it, we think it's gonna be something sexy like the like you know the the Commanders and a new new situation, but it's probably mm-hmm. gonna end up being like Bill Belichick coaches Bryce Young and the Panthers next year, which is kind of a I don't know if I want to see that. Oh yeah, that NFC South sucks, but that division's on the line. AFC South is on the line for Browns fans. Like show, and we're gonna do our fantasy football moment of shame in a few minutes here. Um, the Browns now with the Texans win over the Colts last night. We'll play either the Jaguars. If the Jags beat the Titans, they're in. They win the division. Browns play them in Jacksonville. Or if they lose, it will be the Browns versus the Texans in Houston. From a non-Browns fan perspective, what do you think is the better matchup? Oh, I'm definitely more interested in seeing Joe Flacco and the and Miles Garrett and these guys go up against C.J. Stroud. Like I'm, mm. I'm far from like a neutral perspective. Yeah, I'm entertainment more wise. In that. But I think I think as a better matchup for the Browns, you want to see them play the busted up Jaguars. No, like you want to see yeah. them play like That's the broken down Trevor Lawrence in the playoffs. I'll, even if it, I mean, I guess either way would mean. The Browns have to go on the road because they're not winning the division thanks to the Ravens. Yeah. But but either way, I think I mean the Browns have such a good defense. I think you'll be all right either way. But uh, I did see that Kevin Stefanski, who is I guess favored to win Coach of the mm-hmm. Year, which is pretty cool. But um, Kevin Stefanski is like undefeated against the AFC South, like in his career as a head coach. So yeah. that's pretty impressive. You got it's got to make you yeah. feel pretty good. Twelve and zero swept them this year. All the t- I was at the Titans game in Week Three when they that's won. Right. Um, and then, yeah, they beat all of them. Now, the difference is, and why I'm totally with you on the wanting matchup-wise to play the banged-up Jaguars, is because they played banged-up Trevor Lawrence and the Jags and beat them pretty – it was closer than it was as every Browns game is, but, yeah, you weren't really that concerned for the most part. Right, right. Um, they beat the Texans, but that was without C.J. Stroud, and they just pummeled Case Keenum. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so that matchup hasn't – Will Anderson wasn't in there either. So that – CJ Stroud, he's a bad dude. dude he's a bad he's awesome. dude. He's awesome. <laughs> he's so good. Like it show how how many times did we have a conversation on this show, whatever, of like CJ Stroud? I was flabbergasted when Bryce Young was being talked about over CJ Stroud. On whatever show I was doing or talking to, whoever I was talking, I'm like, are you nuts? This guy, like Sammy and the crew here at, at Sick Media were at the combine and they saw Bryce Young in person. And they're like, Andy, that guy is not five foot ten. He is not five foot ten. He is like five eight, perhaps. Like, I'm sorry, nice guy. I wish him well, but five eight or 
Or you could take 6'3", 215 C.J. Stroud that played in a pressure-packed from day one Ohio State and played at the highest level. Like, show I can make the argument. C.J. Stroud has played his college career at higher stakes uh, and, and more um, just either, maybe not competitiveness, but just pressure than he has with Houston. Like, you're, you're a main event every week with Ohio State. Every week. And you got to win. In Houston, it, there was like zero expectation. That guy's balled out. It's insane. Yeah, he's been he's been so good. I I, I will say I I don't necessarily blame uh, the Panthers. Or let me rephrase. I don't necessarily blame blame Price Young for what's going on with the Panthers, mm. mainly because that whole situation seems to have been like chronically mismanaged. And, and you know he's yeah the owner, the coaching staff, the front office, the guys who he's been surrounded with, like. They put a, a really old version of Adam Thielen as his like most reliable receiver for like most of the year, right? So Great fantasy I'm not, play for I'm three quarters not too. Convinced that CJ Stroud would have uh, to this level with uh, the the Panthers, but I don't know. I at the same time, uh, you're right, CJ Stroud. If you're like redrafting, even like a couple of months oh. later, you're probably taking CJ Stroud. And you know what's you know it was the end for Frank Reich and Josh McCown was his uh, either QB coach or OC whatever it was, but when when you let it leak out like partway through the season it's like we really wanted CJ Stroud but the owner made a stake it's like oh boy that's not yeah. that. and that's why that pick as soon as that pick was made I'm like there is on no no interdimension no world no level of the universe that Frank Reich was taking a five eight quarterback I'm sorry like no Frank Reich played in the league. He's been like he's not taking he's taking CJ Stroud all day. And now they're gonna draft again. Well, actually, I guess they can't because the Bears have their pick. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think. Oh, go on, Joe. Exactly. Yeah. The Bears yeah. have the number one overall pick. So Bears get to get to choose between Caleb Williams and, and whoever it is. So yeah, I uh I'm, I'm looking Justin forward Fields? to seeing what these franchises do. Ryan Poles, the uh guy who runs the yeah, he runs the the Bears, and this is the guy who convinced the Chiefs to trade up for Patrick Mahomes. So, hey, he probably knows what he's doing. Boy, and like, yeah, Justin Fields is a walker. Does he go to an NFC South team? We talked about them. Like, does he does he stay? Do the Bears say, well, you know, th that's another opening potentially. You know, do you keep Fields and build around him? I think he's shown enough that you could build around him, or do you want to start fresh? That's so many fascinating little nuggets that can still be in play after this week here. Um, we want to get in your fantasy football moments of shame. You can send them here in the text. If you're watching on Twitter at SickPodBrowns at AndyMC81, get them in, reply to the tweet there. And also, who do you want the Browns to play, Jags or the um, Texans? Who do you want them to play in the first round of the playoffs? Uh, most most votes in are saying that uh, they want the Jaguars, as, as do I. Rick is in there. Andy, Browns question. What's the update with Chubb? Is he going to be ready for early 24? Great question, Rick. So the Chubb had to have two surgeries. So he got hurt week two, had the first surgery, had to go back in and have the second surgery. The reports are, the all the Browns have said is he will be able to play in the 2024 season. We just don't know when. And Chubb's, like these athletes are freaks, but Chubb's especially, show like, my God. Like he was walking. So I, I my kind of the vibe I'm getting is there's a chance for the start of the season. But if we're looking at it from a fantasy side, I'm not saying don't draft Nick Chubb, but just maybe be prepared that you might not be getting the full Nick Chubb experience until maybe like week three or four. If you would you him keep him? In. Would you keep him, Andy, like as a keeper? Interesting. Um, I think I would just because like show again, we've seen with the running back spot, like how weird it is, right? And how... If you don't have someone to lean on, what what that means? So I would say yes, but again, you if you do, you got to make sure you're backfilling for the first quarter of the season. Like you gotta you gotta be planning that out. Maybe it's you, you get a Jerome Ford, you get that sort of hank up to go there because Jerome Ford's in pretty well, especially catching the ball for the it's Browns. True. You know what? He was he was more involved in the pass catching yeah. aspect of the Browns offense than I thought he would be. But uh yeah, Nick Chubb, I have I have that decision to make in a in a team where we keep like five keepers mm -hmm. and uh you have to keep them at like an auction value. So like Chubb's value was like $30. So I I feel like that's 
Yes, I think, but I don't know. It's a tough question. It's tough. And uh, Rick in the uh, YouTube chat here saying, someone dropped him in my keeper. I scooped him up, but he'll be one of my two keepers. So he's keeping Chubb and A.J. Brown. That's that nice. Bad. Yeah. That's nice. I can deal with like A.J. Brown's a target hawk. What, and, and Chubb, what the hell's happened to the Eagles? Good Lord. Like, yeah. Wait. I, I don't, I've been trying, I've been trying to wrap my head around it. I'm watching, I'm like, this just seems like a mental thing to me with the Eagles. Like they're not bad. Their defense is bad. Everyone has injuries. Injuries is not an excuse to me this year. The, the Browns have 13 players on IR. You, you get no sympathy from me. Like, it just seems like they, I don't know. Did they peak too soon? Is it like, okay, we've gotten far in the playoffs. So we're bored and we're just not engaged. Like, I'll tell you this, you better you better beat this Giants team for not just the fact that you can take the division potentially, um, which you probably like Dallas is probably going to kill the commander. So probably not, but you have to go in uh, to the playoffs. I think with some confidence, like you, you, that team has no confidence right now. Not can't. Yeah. Watching them not be able to get off the field against the Cardinals last week. I mean, I, I mm -hmm. praised the cards for that, but boy, the Eagles defense was awful. Hey, th look, this a, this is what you get. When Matt Patricia is calling plays on defense, uh, we've seen this over and over and over again for oh. a number of different teams. But uh, even on offense, like, I mean, you mentioned A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, much like Stephon Diggs, has not had mm. a very good second half or like back third of the season or whatever you want to call it, especially from a fantasy perspective, mainly because you draft these guys to be alpha dogs number one wide yep. receivers averaging 15 to 20 points at a minimum per right. game and neither of those guys were really giving you a lot of the really coveted outputs that you really wanted from a fantasy perspective so from the Eagles perspective they got to get the passing game in gear a little bit because if they didn't have the tush push it feels as though the <laughs> offense for the Eagles would be far less productive than we give them credit for yeah you're right you're right. Wow. It, it, so, it just goes to show again, you can't predict. Beginning of the year, you can't predict yeah. anything in this league. It's wonderful. They okay. were unstoppable at the beginning of the year. Yes. Yes. And now here they are. So I'm very interested to see how they look against the Giants today. I think you really got to get that win if you're Philly to, to go strong. Otherwise, we could be seeing a one and done, which would be shocking. And that really opens everything up uh, in the NFC. All right. Let's get to our fantasy football moments of shame and when we give our moments of shame, you will hear the bell of shame show. Let's hear it. Shame. 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 <laughs> I don't know why I love that so much every year. From Game of Thrones, the shame ringing the bell. Okay, kids, let's let's get the bell. Let's ring the bell. Get ready and, and admit it. This is a safe space. Okay, fantasy season's over. Show, let's start with you. What is your fantasy football moment of shame? Gosh, I... I think my fantasy moment of shame, Andy, you, I mentioned Travis Kelsey earlier in our league, actually, and I managed to overcome this. So I feel like I can, I feel like, okay, about talking about it now, but had I lost, it would have really bothered me. But uh, Travis Kelsey, I drafted him literally for the first time ever in the first round. And boy, he was terrible. Like it was just, especially in the fantasy playoffs. I mean, I think there were two straight weeks in which he had like five points or like six points or whatever it was. So he was he was not worthy of a first round pick this year, as he has been so many years in the past. So that's that's my fantasy moment of shame. Okay, I'm gonna I got one from Grant here. Grant from Canton, our buddy. Ring the bell. Moment of shame. Shame. <laughs> shame. Shame. Okay, so Grant says, all right, taking Waddle round three and Ridley round four in the oh. same draft. After that's taking tough. Saquon and Chubb in no. rounds one and two. No, oh, Grant, I feel for that's, it. That's a bad one. Like, on the surf, like, you look at that beginning of the year, it's like, oh, man, I'm winning this league. Right? This is – you have two stud running backs, two stud wide receivers on paper. Yeah. And then it didn't quite – Ridley was a disappointment to me. I expected more out of Ridley. I picked well, up Christian one. Kirk. He was great in a week he one. He was. Yes. And then it was Christian Kirk. Yeah. You know, Christian. And I had Christian Kirk in three in three leagues. That was one of the uh, league winners. Thunderwolf on the check going, ouch, Grant, LOL. Yeah. That's just that's just some bad luck. That's, that's just some bad luck. That's the thing. Like, that's, that's not really bad drafting. Because I feel like you, like, followed a process. It's just yeah. – that's just – 
awful luck. I mean, there was one league, Andy, in my Superflex league. This is the league I missed the playoffs in. My first five picks won something like Joe Burrow for Superflex, did not right. finish the season. Uh, I think my keeper was Garrett Wilson because I thought no. he was, he was going to be like really great and Aaron, Aaron Rodgers put an end to that. Uh, Anthony Richardson, Nick Chubb. Uh, oh. I think uh, I think there was someone else who finished who did not finish the season as the fifth pick. But boy, it was like every guy I drafted until like Brees Hall in like the seventh round did not finish the season. And it's like I don't know, you can't really. That's after a certain point you can't predict that. <laughs> that's just <laughs> stupid luck, essentially. It is okay. I got I got mine here. Ring the bell. Moment of shame. Shame. All right. Shame. So this is shame. This is a case show of. Um, What's the DJ Khalid of like you you played yourself or whatever, right? Like, okay, yeah, yeah. So in one of the keeper leagues I'm in, it's an auction draft, right? And so sometimes the strategy is you put somebody up you don't want, but you think will go for a lot of money. Sure, sure. So I put up Lamar Jackson. And, you know, it's one of those cases show where there's just some players and teams like, I guess can't do it. Lamar Jackson had a very good fantasy year. I couldn't do it. So I put him up. I'm like, ha. Now the, t- the, the league knew this and they made me play myself because it was like 10 bucks someone bet one i was like oh, i'll go 11 try to drive it up a little bit and it, it got up a little bit and i went one too far and i got stuck with lamar jackson and i had dak prescott as a keeper so it was a waste of money i didn't want to play lamar so my moment machine was taking him but then being so stubborn i didn't play him i tried trading him all year nothing i kept him on the bench show and that was the that was the league I uh, I got eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. So I, I played myself. <laughs> moment of shame. Trying to be too cute. I'll learn from I'll learn from that. Uh, that's, that's too funny. I've done that before. I've done that before. I've I've uh, nominated people in auction league drafts, and I, you know what I like to do? I like to not nominate them at the one dollar because I hate how long auction drafts take. Oh yeah. I yeah. will nominate them for a price I think they will go for. And, you know, sometimes you win with that and you get guys where mm-hmm. other, like other guys don't want to bid on them. Like I got Nick Chubb at a pretty good price a couple of years ago because people just like didn't want to bid on him after starting at like X amount of dollars instead of at one dollar. But uh, it's also bitten me in the past where I've had to keep guys at like, Ooh. you know, like yeah, two, three, four, five dollars more than I probably would have. So uh, that's the that's also the fun and the danger of auction drafts. Yeah, it, it, absolutely. And especially at the beginning, I like going a bit higher, putting out, because people get antsy. They want to pick, yeah. you know, they want to be, they want to get found, a pick. I found my, my strategy for auction drafts that's worked pretty well is, you know, ev- everyone always sits on money to use at the end of drafts. And that's a, definitely a good strategy, like to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. But I have found that like statistically, and I remember, I think Yahoo had written a piece on this. And I think Sleeper did as well. But I think essentially... What you want to do in auction drafts is spend more money early because mm. more people have the mindset of keeping money for later in drafts. So in theory, if you are willing to go a couple dollars per player over, you're more likely to get like the better players early in the draft because other people are like, they're too hesitant because they're like, oh, well, mm. what could come later? What could yeah, be later yeah, yeah. in the draft? Value. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Let's get to uh, let's do one more moment of shame here. Ring the bell. Do it for Rick before he heads out. Shame. 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 All right. So this is this is uh, our buddy Rick in the YouTube draft said his moment of shame showed up late to my draft, picked Mahomes in round two, did not see that my team auto drafted Jalen Hurts in round one. That's terrific. Oh. That's so good. That that hurts, and especially the year Mahomes has had. Like you talk about expectations, like super average. That's not the Patrick Mahomes fantasy wise. Like from where he was drafted, he's got to be one of the biggest disappointments. Just yeah, I mean, especially over Jalen Hurts, I would agree. Like I mean, Jalen Hurts had a bazillion rushing touchdowns, and there were there were games where Patrick Mahomes had like minus, like not minus, but under ten points. So. Yeah, it's a tough yes, <laughs> it was. Now, Jalen Hurts, let's just let check this real quick. Because despite the Eagles' troubles, and that's where real life and fantasy differs, you can still do well fantasy-wise. Yeah, Jalen Hurts has been outside of an absolute dog in week 14 where he had eight fantasy points. He has been an absolute stud, third overall in fantasy football. So Eagles' struggles or not, that guy is a fantasy gem um, compared to Patrick Mahomes who really came down to earth. And I wonder, show, like, 
watching the Chiefs in the playoffs is going to be very, very interesting this year to see what they're able to do. They play the Chargers this week. I don't know. I, Chargers are three and a half, three point favorites. I wouldn't be surprised if Mahomes is sitting. Who do they? I think, I think they're, they're there. sitting. Yeah, they're they're pretty much all sitting. I think we yeah. heard that Kelsey, Mahomes, Rice, Pacheco, a bunch of the offensive linemen, a bunch of the defensive players, they're pretty much all sitting. Just sitting. Okay. Is there any game that jumps out to you value wise? I'm I'm taking this is what I'm doing. Uh in the Browns Bengals game, Bengals are seven and a half point favorites. I'm taking Browns to cover. I'm taking the under and I'm taking Browns money line. That's my three same game parlay. Let's see here. You know what? I do like the Bears Packers game. The Packers are only Ooh. favored by three. And yeah. I feel like I don't think anyone's going to make any decisions in Chicago based on one game, but I do think there is an incentive for Justin Fields to ball mm. out. So I uh, wouldn't mind seeing the Bears win straight up money line. But I mean, like you said earlier, the Packers actually have to actually win that game if they want to, yeah. in theory, still contend for the playoffs. Uh, I, I got to say, I think Cowboys Commanders at 425. I know that game is going to happen at the same time as Eagles Giants, but right. it's a, I think the the spread is 13 and a half. I don't know. I feel like I've, I've always been a little wary of double digit spreads like you and I talk about. Having said that, the last time the Cowboys played the Commanders was on American Thanksgiving when the Cowboys just like pasted the commanders by 30 plus points. So maybe that makes a difference and the Cowboys do have to win to win the division. But I mean, if the, I, I'm not sure it'll be by like 13 points. So Ooh. I might take the commanders to cover, but I'm not, don't hold me to that one. Well, and remember folks, you can make all of these bets. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs and bringing you an offer that can help make the playoffs electrifying. Bet five bucks on any game and get 200 Instant bonus bets, 200. It says 150 there. That was a regular season, kid. 200 now for the playoffs. Just use bonus code SICK SPORTS. So sign up, DraftKings Sportsbook, SICK SPORTS, and you get that five bucks and 200 instantly for the playoffs. So how good is that? Sportsbook with uh, the code SICK SPORTS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem called 1 800 Gambler or visit www.1800Gambler.net. Um, so there you go. That's pretty, that's pretty sweet. Okay, show. And so we'll we'll hope for a, a Belichick stomping of the Jets um, just for fun one more time, right? And then and then see how, how Black Monday goes and see how, how all this plays out. This is gonna be a very interesting finish to the week when it comes to who makes the playoffs still, division winners and uh, and matchups. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I, I think the thing I'm looking forward to the most about the playoffs this year, Andy, is all the storylines. Like we might, there's a, there is a real chance in the AFC and NFC we see games like Matthew Stafford and the Rams go back to Detroit to play the Lions. Yeah. We could see at some point if it works out, we could see Joe Flacco and the Browns go back to Baltimore to play the Ravens. That'd be a lot of fun. We could that. see Tyreek Hill and the Dolphins go back to Arrowhead to play the Chiefs. Like we could see Ooh. all of these different storylines in the NFL. So I'm, I, I mean, today I'm excited to see how the season ends, but I, I can't wait for the playoffs. Yeah. That, oh boy, that's gonna be fascinating. Can't wait. All right, buddy. Uh, hey, wait. Where can people? Where can people find you hear you all that good stuff yeah sns alley with two l's on uh, x is where you can get, find all my good stuff i host a lot of uh, evening shows on sportsnet 590 the fan and uh, that's what i'll be doing until the blue jays kick off the season i guess in uh, late march that's right and i guess yes yeah, spring ball will be here before we know it yeah and i think that i think pitchers and catchers report in like six weeks which is pretty crazy so let, let me ask you i got i got a gorgeous nathan pearson nate pearson card autograph uh, three color sock patch limit one of 50 and then i got out manoa on card rookie auto rough are rough either of those going to be paying off for me in 2024 i you know what? i on. think alec manoa yes i think nate pearson uh might be going the way of your baker mayfield cards oh <laughs> is he done is it is he just is it just too far now yeah, he gone. might. Like, I mean, he's probably going to be on the team to start the year, but I wouldn't be surprised if his like best years come in another team's uniform. Oh, this is such a beautiful card. I'm going to show really this. It's really nice looking. It's like it's the sock, three yeah. color. Like it's just it's a gorgeous card, <laughs> but just didn't pay off well. No, just didn't didn't work. Oh well. Okay. Well, good stuff, buddy. We'll listen to you there, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, show. See you, Andy. See you, buddy. There he goes, Show Ali on Twitter at SNS Ali with two. 
L's. All right, guys. Uh, you know, we got Browns, Bengals. Let's hope no one gets hurt. That Jeff Driscoll plays well. And we get the W. Would be the first 12-win season for the Browns since 1986. First time they would go 4-2 in the division ever. And would put the Bengals winless in the division for the first time since 2002. So let's hope for that. And I want the Jaguars to win. Uh, there was one more tweet that came in from at Raining Thought Z on Twitter, X at SickPod Browns at AndyMC81. He said he wants the Texans, not the Jags. He wants the Texans for the Browns. Shouldn't it be better to face off against a team with first-year head coach and rookie QB? In theory, yes. But C.J. Stroud, oof, okay, I would rather take banged up Trevor Lawrence, personally. Uh, but good point. Maybe you get rattled. You've never been in the playoffs, perhaps. But, ooh, C.J. Stroud looked really good. Okay, that'll do it. Thanks to all you for watching, doing it. We will be whatever for next week. Whatever day the Browns play on. If they play Saturday, we'll do a live Saturday show. If they play Sunday, we'll do a live Sunday show to get you ready for the Browns. So it's going to be all Browns and NFL going forward. I cannot wait. Thanks to the show. Thanks to the Sick Media team. I'm Andy McNamara. You've been watching the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. And as always, go Browns! And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.